0: sean and it's Bree. welcome to season two episode nine in this episode today we're going to talk about texas road in amherstburg ontario the fairmount royal york in toronto ontario and finally we are going to talk about burnaby art gallery in burnaby british columbia And for our Paramedia segment, as promised in our last episode, we are going to have Mark Jolly and Laura Warren from the AMI TV series sightseers so we're going to talk to them we're going to get to know them we're going to get to know the show and we're going to tell you what's going to come up and what they've dealt with in the past even before the show so i'm really actually i should say we are really excited to bring this um to you
1: yes i can't wait either i'm very excited
0: Yeah, it was it was really fun talking with them um, because they have such amazing stories and they're so down to earth that, you know, you 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 see their struggles, you hear their struggles um, with regards to certain things that pop up in the spirit world. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're going to hear a lot more about that um, in the Paramedia segment. So stay tuned for that. Mm hmm. So how's your summer going, Brie? How's everything going with you? And I know things are kind of um, starting to be a little less crazy in the world, but it's still crazy enough, as we all know.
1: Yeah.
2: All
0: right. How are things going with you? What have you been up to?
1: Um, uh, I, I've just been working. I've got a couple of uh, hobbies I've been having some fun with. Um, other than that, uh, painting. I've been painting a lot.
0: Yes, she does amazing paintings, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that maybe one day she can post a couple of them on uh, our Facebook page so you can see the talent that she has.
1: Oh, maybe I'll make some uh, spooky Halloween ones.
0: Oh, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. That's a really good idea. But also, yeah, I know I know you've been working on something um, new, so... Oh, yes. Did you want to maybe say a little bit about it and kind of a little preview, I guess? Sure. All right. Well, take it away. (laughs) Well, I've been working on a little podcast
1: about music that I'm very excited to share with everybody. Uh, The trailer just went out uh, this week, so... um... You can find that information on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I'm sure we can share it on the uh, Facebook page as well on Paranormal Files Canada, so you guys can check it out. Uh, Their first episode is going to be about the doors, and Sean is a Mm. guest appearance on the show. Who's that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to discuss an interview we both listened to and found fascinating, so um, that was a lot of fun. That was great to collaborate with that.
0: Yeah, it was it was really fun. It was really interesting um, because I never really had heard um, that interview before. So it was really nice to kind of do something a little bit different than what we're used to.
1: Mm-hmm. And I love sharing. I always talk about music and I love sharing the music I enjoy. So that's what we're doing.
0: All right. Well, tell <laughs> us the name so everybody can, um, you know, download it and find it.
1: Uh, you can find Gen Extra on Podbean.
0: Excellent. So definitely find it on Podbean where um, our Paranormal Files Canada podcast is hosted. And uh, also Gen Extra will be on there as well for your listening pleasure.
1: And just so you know this spelling, it is G-E-N X and then T-R-A.
0: There you have it. Search it up. I think, yeah, you were just saying that you're going to put the trailer out. So that's coming up. And then we have the episode that we just recorded as well. So lots of stuff coming up Mm -hmm. with that show and lots of stuff coming up with Paranormal Files Canada. That's right. Yes. And let's get right into Texas Road in Amherstburg, Ontario. It essentially is 11-kilometer stretch of road. It starts from Front Road, which essentially on the other side of Front Road is the shoreline to the Detroit River. Um, and then that's where Texas Road starts. So, And then it goes right down to Concession 8 Road, where it ends. And it, it ends right at the end of a cemetery. So... yeah,
1: huh, Interesting.
0: Yeah, there's there's a dead end there, and then there's like a little path that you, you walk along, and then there's a cemetery there. It's actually located on the outskirts of Windsor, um, as I said earlier, near the border of Amherstburg, Ontario. It has many haunting tales over the years from basically from when the time the road was built. Now, one thing I do wanna say that if you do end up going there to check it out and or either that or you live nearby, please be respectful. Do not go on anybody's private property because they have had problems there in the past. And because we do our podcast and we tell people about certain places, we just want if you decide to go there to be respectful as well.
1: Yes, absolutely, Yeah, of course. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, one thing I did find interesting as well is that I found a video from CBC that was posted back, not posted, I shouldn't say that because that sounds like such a modern term. It was posted. Um, It was uh, released in 1984. So I'm going to post that up on our Facebook page so you can take a look at that video because it does have an eyewitness account that the reporter goes Uh, and speaks to um, and they actually go there and kind of check it out. So I found that kind of interesting. Uh, Again, the quality is not the best, but you get the point. (laughs) So with that, I'm going to move it along to Bree so that we can get talking about the ghosts of Texas road. Bree.
1: Thanks, John. All right. So there's actually a lot of information about ghosts here, or at least a lot of activity. Um, the Headless Horseman. So it's been said that there's a man's mangled body that was left in a ditch back in 1881. Hmm. No one knows what happened, but the famous legend says the spirit of the man can't leave the burial site and he haunts um, the road as it, as people travel by. And people have also um, said that they've heard gallops uh, uh, of horses at night, kind of like the Headless Horseman.
0: Hmm. Which, which again, kind of reminds me of that, you know, that story that we used to hear about in school about Ichabod Crane, and the Mm -hmm. headless horseman, the only thing that it's missing is the fact that he doesn't have a sword. (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it's loosely based
1: (laughs) loosely loosely yeah um but they've also said they've heard the crack of a whip um they've seen uh, a lantern swinging in the night Uh, that's been reported on more than one occasion um there's also tales of a, a, a headless woman and apparently she um it's about a woman who's who scorned and stuck around the Texas road cemetery. She was the victim of a car accident and lost her head. And it's been said that she has been looking for it ever since. Hmm. And then there's a story of the, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but uh Morenci family ghost of 1936. Okay. Uh, The story of Fred Morency and his family, whom all had their different experiences with the ghost. Uh, They've heard nightly noises, groans and weird voices and pranks. Um, They've seen floating figurines. And then sometimes there would be, I guess, I don't know, scratches or markings on the floor. And there was no, no matter what they did, they couldn't get rid of it.
0: Wow, that's crazy, eh?
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then they moved and the house burned down in
0: 1939
1: (laughs) wow wow right Uh, many people have reported a mysterious figure walking alongside of the road in a shroud and disappears as you get closer to them
0: Uh, that would be so creepy like imagine like me and you driving down a road and then we see somebody in like a cloak and we go to approach them and then they're all, all like gone
1: that I would probably like. <laughs> I'd be like, hit the gas, <laughs> <laughs> turn around, turn around, <laughs>
0: like that IKEA commercial. <laughs>
1: Get out <of> the car. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Even though we're in the car and rolling, I'd be like, start in the car. <laughs> 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 well remember that time we went up on the
1: uh road there we were heading towards it was called Witches road oh, remember yeah i was so
0: I th- creepy well considering it was pitch black and there was like trees lined on each side i thought the forest was gonna like, come <laughs> and eat us like i was just like
1: what what are we doing I know. here i think we lasted what five or ten minutes outside the car
0: <laughs> yeah and then it was like what was that? Let's go.
1: <laughs>
0: that was our younger years. Yeah. That was our first
1: attempt at this. <laughs> right. I
0: and mean, here we are, what, 22 years, three years later. Yeah. 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 That's funny. And I think we'd probably be the exact same way now. <laughs> <laughs> we might. <laughs> but
1: we got to record it so everyone else can enjoy it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think we're going to look real bad if we record. It <laughs> Anyways.
1: Yeah. So there is one last thing. Um, some people, or sorry, some um, uh, employees of the train company who work there um, believe that it's haunted as well in the area.
0: Yeah, I heard that there was like a train or something that goes through the area, but I never, maybe it, it doesn't anymore or it's been removed, but. By... Um, yeah, I heard that it was they they believe that it's the old employees of the train company before. So mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So lots of good lot lots there. of good stuff. Yes, definitely. And I'm I'm sure there's many, many stories and legends that Um, kind of revolve around this and I'm sure that if you live in the area you definitely know about it it's like one of those things you know it's it just comes with it almost like when you move into the area it comes with like a little welcome card on your house
1: (laughs) comes with the territory (laughs) that's right that's
0: right (laughs) all right well we're gonna move in and start talking about the Fairmont Royal York Hotel in downtown Toronto
1: excited to hear this
0: one. Yeah, I was actually really excited to um, research it because, um, as you know, we are from Toronto Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and um, I've seen it a million times, but I've just never really actually been inside. So to be able to get the, to look at it on the inside is is amazing. And I'm going to talk about some of the features and stuff like that, that it has. Cool. Yeah. So getting right into it So it was constructed in 1927 and it opened in 1929. It was developed by the Canadian Pacific Railway, which we have seen very often in our show. It's located, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's located at 100 Front Street West in downtown Toronto. But the only thing is, it's not the first hotel to be on the site. Uh, There was another one that was built there in 1843 known as the Ontario Terrace. Um, and it had changed hands a number of time, essentially being sold to Canadian Pacific Railways in 1925 and demolished. The Fairmount held the record for being the tallest building in the British Empire from 1929 to 1931. The hotel features 28 floors, 1,363 rooms, and four restaurants. The Fairmont had its many firsts, like when it was first built, like a switchboard that was longer than 60 feet. It had the largest kitchen hotel. It was able to produce 15,000 French bread rolls a day. It's also known for its ballroom, a very elegant setting, which features a rather large oil painting on the roof. In the 1930s, a radio station operated out of the hotel as well. There was also a nightclub by the name of the Imperial Room that many performers and musicians attended like Anne Murray, Ella Fitzgerald, Tina Turner, Louis Armstrong, and it was also where Jim Carrey got his comedic start. On September 7th, 1949, the lobby of the hotel was converted into a temporary hospital following the fire on the cruise ship SS Neuronic. The disaster ended up killing 118 people. Some of the hotel amenities include pools, gyms, steam rooms, and much, much more. So basically what I'm trying to say is if you ever have a chance to stay there, do it. So on to the ghosts of the Fairmont Royal York Hotel. Bree? Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> So
1: there was talks of an apparition of a gray-haired man who was wearing a maroon smoking jacket who slowly and silently moves along the hallway of the 18th floor of the dormitory tower. That's creepy.
0: Yeah, that is kind of creepy. <gasps> like, I think anything floating would be very creepy to me. Mm-hmm. I want to go there. <laughs> oh, we could, Yeah, technically. Eventually,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, there is also supposed to be a ghost of a former employee who hung himself above the stairwell railing of the nineteenth floor.
0: Mm, that's never good. Mm-hmm. It's sad. It's it's yeah. It's very sad, but it's almost like. That's a definite shoe in to have some sort of a haunting oh, or yeah. res- residual energy, mm-hmm, right? Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, above the 19th floor on the 20th to the 23rd floor are all electrical rooms, and they're all uh, locked electricon- electronically so many maintenance crews at the hotel have reported strange sounds like screaming and loud footsteps um heard above them which would be those rooms and there's even security tape in there and they can't see anybody on there doing anything
0: wow but they can hear so, it yeah so they hear it they hear the activity but they see nothing mm-hmm. that's creepy mm-hmm. That's
1: creepy. Um, apparently, staffers have said about, uh, t- sorry, have spoken about a wealthy man that was there on his honeymoon one night and uh, who killed his new bride and then himself, oh. and both of them wow. go around the hotel at night.
0: That seems counterproductive. Hey, let's get married. I
1: know. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like a Romeo and Juliet thing. Maybe it was a season.
0: Yeah. Hmm, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe.
1: Interesting. And apparently, he mostly moves around the stairwell, and she stays around the room where she was murdered.
0: Oh, wow. It's not kind of crazy, though, like how one does one thing and one does another. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: But then, you know, even in death, they're still together. I'm sure they don't want to be.
1: Well, I guess in a way, because to her, it was a, if it was a shock, then... Maybe that's why she's trapped in that room. But because he planned it and then committed suicide is kind of purgatory. You kind of move all over, right?
0: Yeah, true.
1: That's how I would see it anyway.
0: Makes sense. Makes Mm -hmm. sense. Mm
1: -hmm. I was told once that I have a very interesting perspective on things. (laughs) My friend said that to me a couple of weeks ago.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I mean, it does, you know, it really... Depends on the person's outlook of, of, of how things could work out or what have you. I'm not saying that because somebody wants to see something that's going to happen, Mm -hmm. but I think Mm -hmm. because you are open to that, um, I think that makes you more of a target than somebody who's not.
1: Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. You're Like a beacon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's almost, and I think, um, talking with Laura, she does, uh, from Sightseer, she does talk about that and, and about messages and, um. How it works, uh, about how it works, and kind of um, how sometimes she can't control it; it just comes through. Mm,
1: that's interesting. I'm yeah, fascinated it, with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah. As I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to to um, having that in the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So uh, there's also um, some multiple guests that have reported uh, about children running and laughing up and down the hallway, uh, and then when they go and look. There's nobody there, but the biggest complaints are from the guests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the crystal huh. ballroom was shut down after violation codes. Um, yet guests complain that the there's still they can hear music in there uh, coming from underneath their rooms.
0: Oh wow! So the room was like unfit or, or was un- in need of repair. I'm guessing.
1: Well, yeah, because they said violating codes, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they just kind of shut it down until, you know, they could do that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so crazy. So it's like, see, so much energy. So much residual energy is there, mm-hmm. you know, from from times past, even though it's really not that old of a building.
1: And apparently also the elevator will take you to the ballroom without even pressing the button to go there. <laughs> oh, wow. The ballroom kind of reminds me of The Shining.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 it does. That's
1: cool.
0: Like, I mean, the Shining one was very dated. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It's very grand, very, you know, authentic.
1: And uh, that is pretty much it for the Fairmount.
0: Cool. Well, that was really good information. That was really interesting. So we're going to move right into the Burnaby Art Gallery in Burnaby, B.C. So it was established in 1967, and it's located in Burnaby, British Columbia, it's located at 6344 Deer Lake Boulevard. The art gallery itself is located inside the Fair Acres Mansion, built in 1910. At one time, it was the most expensive at $150,000 and the largest house in Burnaby at the time. The grounds include horse stables, gazebos, lagoons, strawberry fields, greenhouses, and a gardener's cottage. In 1953 to 54, it became an abbey for Benedictine monks. Then it was purchased and used as a fraternity house. <laughs> what a difference, right?
1: That is crazy.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. From one degree oh to another. God. Wow. <laughs> I found that kind of amusing when I'm, I was writing that piece and thought, wow, that's quite a different use.
1: Yeah, I'd say. Oh, my God. Totally. Totally.
0: Then in 1966, it was purchased and turned into the art gallery that it is today. The museum's permanent collection holds more than 6,000 different artworks. It is the only public art gallery collection in Canada that is dedicated to works on paper. So really interesting that it's so specific to um, that specific thing. And I thought you would kind of like that, Bree, because you are kind of in the artsy kind of world and do paintings and stuff like that too. So
1: Oh yeah, of course. I'm always looking to go to an art gallery. That's always on my list.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, with some of the places that we've talked about, um like, you know, there's one in Whitby, um there's, mm-hmm. you know, this one here in Burnaby BC. There's they're all over the place and and they all have uh different works of art, and some of them even have traveling exhibits. Um, Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and and I know not so much now, but definitely when everything starts opening up again, I'm sure that they will to kind of bring in some and generate some revenue. So if you ever get a chance to see any gallery, traveling gallery, or go into a gallery, check it out.
1: They had one in Toronto. I don't know if it's gone yet because it kind of began when COVID began, but it was the Van Gogh gallery that was outdoors. Remember that?
0: Oh, right. I I so
1: want to go see that. I don't think it's open right now yet, but.
0: Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, But like, I mean, we're on that verge, right? So, you know, with, with all the stuff kind of going in the positive direction with numbers and vaccines, I think we're going to start seeing a few things open up and and we'll be able to take advantage of some of those things Mm -hmm. um, as well. EGO, um, does a lot of exhibits, um, like that as well. Like, I'm, I mean, in previous times they've had like a mirrors exhibit. Um, they do, I think Van Gogh as well. Um, they've done quite a few. Um, so always a good thing to check out. Um, that's local for us. Um, but I still would like to check out some of those like off the beat kind of, you know, kind of, um, Hometowny kind of thing, um, kind of art galleries. So, mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that would be really cool. That's all I have for the Burnaby Art Gallery in Burnaby, BC. So I'm going to flip it over to Brie for the ghosts of the art gallery. Brie?
1: Alrighty, thanks. No problem, <laughs> Okay. So the home was built for Henry and Grace Kepperly, and Grace is one of the ghosts said to be haunting the gallery. Okay. Hmm. It said that she was upset um, as she owned the house, and Henry sold it um, sometime after, I guess, she died. And it was stipulated that if he sold it, he had to create children a children's playground in Vancouver Stanley Park, and that never happened. So she was upset about this, and they think that's why she still kind of hangs around there.
0: Well, you know, I think when you when you have not a, like a, a wish or, or a desire or what have you, that you want to be done in your honor. I think I would be pretty upset too if 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 somebody didn't follow through.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? Like, I mean, I get if it's like something, you know, because of financial or what have you, but it was just like, eh, I don't want to do it. Then I'd be like, you know what? I'm haunting your ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Sorry, go ahead. <laughs>
1: Um, so, clearly, she was unhappy, right? So, there's a unhappy history there. Daddy left. Um, and then in 1966, the municipality of Burnaby bought the house and used it as an art gallery uh when renovations were done the uh, u- the unusual activity began to intensify reports of paranormal activity happened more often sounds of footsteps on unoccupied floors of the gallery as well uh some strange noises from un- unoccupied areas children have been heard crying for no apparent reason or cause wow Mm-hmm. Um, there have been reports of visible children, too, uh, perfect uh, uh, in a sense that they could see them almost clearly on the third floor, and they're just running away.
0: Wow, that's crazy. So, like, they're full mm-hmm. apparitions, almost like yeah. real kids. Like, that's crazy. How much energy is involved to produce that? I know, that?
1: I know. It makes you wonder.
0: Wow. Uh, apparently,
1: other voices have been heard, and a sudden like drop in temperature have been has been reported, and people are like feeling really chilled when they're in the building.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, eh? And that's very common. Mm-hmm. Very yeah.
1: common. I felt that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Not there. Me I mean,
1: like in general, where I've been in areas, and it made me question.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I talked about that time that we went to Castle Loma and then I was in Sir Henry Pellet's bathroom. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, a cold spot. Oh, my God. I'm like actually Mm. picking up on something. And there was like this, the tiniest little window was open. And I was like, are you serious? I was like, literally, I just turned around, rolled my eyes and walked out. (laughs) That is the best. That is the best. Yeah, I think we did talk about that before on the thing, but hey, no problem in <laughs> <Yeah>. re <re-hatching>, right?
1: <laughs> it's still <laughs> And there was this one time, uh, a man was working alone in the basement, and he had just his tools beside him, but he claimed that when he turned away, the tools were moved by an entity and hung on the hook on the wall.
0: So a neat ghost, I like it. <laughs> Apparently. I want that ghost to haunt my house.
1: (laughs) I need to find one, too. (laughs) Yeah.
0: We'll share. I'll send them over. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Okay. And then um, multiple people have said that they've seen a woman in a long white dress. Uh, She appears in the house or, like, in the surrounding area and moves through the walls and stuff. As she walks around. Um, and she looks like a real person sometimes, um, but very faint. And then they assume that she's Grace, the the woman of the owner of the house. Right. Um, because she carries such a strong emotion with her, right? So they, they feel a lot of sadness, I guess is what they were saying.
0: Yeah, because you had mentioned that she was sad because, you know, he didn't follow through.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then apparently uh, there's a man that's often seen in an old outfit on the top of the stairs. It's said that it's probably Henry. Um, so Grace isn't alone, but uh, obviously they're not together.
0: That's crazy. So almost like he didn't honor her wishes. So they're now separate in the uh-huh. afterlife. That's that's crazy.
1: Well, that's how karma works too, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. So yeah. right. We always say karma's a bitch.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. Well, that was really interesting. Um, I definitely like all the three topics that we discussed today. You know, they have some really good history and some really good ghost information as well. And uh, yeah, hopefully it has inspired some of our listeners to go and uh, visit these places uh, once they can, obviously. And, and the one that we talked about, uh, Texas Road, you know. As we said in, in the Texas Road segment, um, if you go there, respect people's property, do not uh, go on anybody's private property because they have had problems in the past and they will arrest you as they say. So be careful. So what we're going to do now, we're going to move in to the para-media segment, which is really exciting for me because as we talked earlier today... Um, we are having Mark Jolly and Laura Warren from Sightseers, uh, from AMI-tv and the AMI-tv app. Um, you can see the, all the shows from season one uh, on there, uh, I believe, right now um, are available. So definitely check it out. Um, it was such a pleasure to have them on the show because of their insights into the paranormal, into their personal lives, into the show. Um, we definitely learn a lot about them um, and also get more of an insight on what's coming up in the show and uh, uh, what we hope to see in the future. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, play that clip now so you guys can take a listen in to the interview that we had. This is good. Can't wait. As promised, Paranormies, we have a special treat for you and for us. From AMI TV comes a new series, Sightseers, which is an investigative documentary series that follows the work of two clairvoyants with a unique way of seeing the world. Mark Jolly, who is blind, and Laura Warren, who have teamed up to probe the mysteries and offer a concrete solution to what appears to be paranormal problems. We have them here with us today for a visit. So please help me welcome Mark and Laura. Thank you both for being here on the show. We are so excited to have you. Thank
3: Thank you for having us.
0: Oh, not a problem at all. So I'm guessing the first question that I have um, for both of you, um, at what age did you notice your abilities? um what when was it prevalent to you maybe not um to the extent that it is today um but that you noticed that there was something else there that that was a little bit different
3: well for me uh i was born blind uh so when i was very young i used to take people's hands across the street or walk down the road and i would often see images and um it took me a while to realize that these images are related to that person's life who I'm holding on to, who I've taken their hand for. Um, so for me, it was right away. I don't remember life any, uh, you know, any time that I didn't see things from from like four, four years old and on, I always remember seeing mm-hmm. images.
0: Wow. So it was very prevalent to you right from the start. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a part of you from the beginning.
3: It was, yes.
0: Wow. What about for you, Laura? What, um, what was your first experience or what, where did it start for you?
2: I guess when I was younger, I, I was intuitive looking back on it, but I didn't really realize I was much different from other kids or other people. And then when I was nine, um, I was very sick. And then after I got better, I could hear spirit talking to me. And at the time I didn't really know, uh, I was nine. I didn't really know what was happening. Right. Um, but if I talked to them, they would talk back. And so I, I guess I started there, but I didn't really, I was scared and didn't like what was happening to me. So throughout my younger years, I kind of turned it off, and it would come back on, and I turned it off. And, and then in my 20s, it opened up to the point where it just felt like a door opened, and I couldn't close it anymore. So uh, it became part of my everyday life. And it's really funny now, like, The way my my kids, the life that my kids have had and the house that they've grown up in, all of this is normal, which I love because I didn't have this when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, so there wasn't that like kind of somebody you could go to if you were having those experiences or what have you. You kind of felt that you kind of had to deal with it on your own, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't really tell a lot of people. And so now when... I do talk about it, people that knew me as a child, they only knew me as, you know, very sensitive. A lot of people would say I was sensitive. Um, hmm. So people are quite surprised that this is what I do for a living sometimes, but I, I really started to hone my gift in my 20s. And so uh, it's become so strong over the years that now it's just, it's just part of me and part of every day.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So, in, in essence, uh, let's start with Laura. How long have you been investigating the paranormal?
2: Um, I've always had a big interest in the paranormal, and I grew up in a small fishing community, so it was kind of like the folklore of the town. We, we always There was always somebody who had a cool story to tell. And uh, I, I was always interested, but didn't really know, I guess, didn't know how I would fit into that until I was in my late twenties. And then I, I, when spirits started to talk to me, basically it was that they needed to have their stories told and they needed help, but the way that they would come across would be quite scary for other people. So I started doing um, investigations or host cleansings or spear crossovers uh, around that time because I, I found that I could settle things for people if they were if they were willing, because some people don't want to let go of their ghosts. Right. <laughs> they really like right. their ghosts. Yeah. Uh, but if they were willing, I often could settle things for people and make them more comfortable in their own
0: homes. Okay. And I think we're going to touch on that a little bit later in a question. So kind of keep that in the back of your mind. Sure. (laughs) And Mark, what about you? How long have you been investigating the paranormal for?
3: Well, like Laura, when I was very young, I would see things that others didn't see, but it was just attributed to blindness. Um, So, I actually didn't believe in ghosts until I met one. And then he introduced me to his friends and so on and so forth. So it was kind of hard to deny that there's not something else when you're experiencing it yourself.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, when it presents you in that sense, it's almost like um, a reality shock, like, holy, (laughs) it's real.
3: (laughs) Well, that's it. The, Uh, um in my 20s i really started to hone it and figure out if if i'm going to see these images i got to figure out what they mean so um what i see is either i see things that you would see from your own eyes or i see things that are symbolic if i saw say um three Candles and a car crash. Um, that would tell me the candles would each represent a year. Uh, that would tell me that in three years, it was going to be an accident.
0: Wow! So sometimes it presents itself as almost like a puzzle, and you're putting those pieces into a story that, or, or not into a story, but or into into a, a, a an event that makes sense.
3: Yes, when I would see, um, when I would see images that, you know, say they looked cartoonish, um, you know, I would Mm -hmm. realize that this isn't something they're seeing from their own eyes. These are clues for me. Um, So I might see, say, 10 different images now. And I sort of by the I extrapolate from those images what is the, what's my interpretation, and how it's related to either the question that I'm being asked, or the person that's asking the questions.
0: Okay, wow, that's amazing, amazing. Now, the next question that I have, Mark, is basically for you, Mark. Um, Now, I noticed that when you in the episodes when you get those sensations um or visions or feelings it almost like it jolts you it's almost like it's electric uh,
3: I mean, and what it is it's it's a matter of frequency if i take somebody's hand and and they're on the same frequency we all vibrate between five hertz and 13 hertz and um, if, say, I'm, I vibrate at 11.26 and you are 11.25 or 0.26, when I take your hand, I literally download your life. Um, so in, in people that I, I call it on frequency, if, if we're on the same frequency, um, I just I don't have to look around because all the answers are there um so in a little bit of a longer answer but people find this analogy very useful um yeah if i say if you're on 9.41 and i'm 11.26 uh, what i'm going to see is i'm going to see just the high points and the low points okay so if we're very far away in frequency um if we're on the same frequency you are actually part of me and i'm actually part of you and the analogy that I use is, uh-huh. say, in, you know, in all the frequencies, uh, say, I'm a liver cell, and somebody else who's on the same frequency as me would be a liver cell as well. So, we know exactly, right. because we're part of the same entity, we know a, um, uh, everything a- about each other. Um, but, say, you're, like I said, 9.4, you might be a right. bo- bone cell, okay? So, Um, Me as a liver cell, I can tell um, uh, that there's something going on with that bone. I don't know what it is because it's not part of me as, you know, if the person was on the same frequency. So all I know is that, that, yeah, we've got a problem over there, but I don't get to see it clearly. So if somebody else is on the same frequency, like I said, I just take their hand and their life is part of my life. And I don't have to touch their hands afterwards because I know what I need to know about them
0: wow so like you said it's downloaded you retain that information that you receive
3: that's right and if you're on the same frequency as me it's more so uh we're all connected is, is what i say and some of us are more connected with each other than than other people
0: wow makes sense for sure and I think that will help some of our listeners kind of understand it as well with regards to the frequency thing, because I know we've all been, you know, with dealing with wifi or anything with a frequency for that matter, our cell phones and, and when they don't work, we all know what happens. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. So the next question that I have, Laura, this one's for you. So in episode one, you become emotional at the point that um. Is something is, is that something that happens frequently depending on your connection?
2: Yeah, actually, um, I believe that's the Boskowin. Yes. I um, I saw something that ended up not really being a part of the show. I, I was quite emotional. I yeah. saw her rocking a stillborn in the rocking oh, chair, wow. and I could feel her emotion and her her sadness. So. Um, little I guess little there's so many behind the scenes moments in the show because as you can imagine, it's only twenty three minutes long and so many things happen. Yes. Um, but there was a personal connection for me as well, and so I understood how she felt and uh-huh. i I often because um, because I'm an empath, I often feel what they feel, and that's how they communicate. that's one of the ways they communicate with me they'll give me the feeling. And then I know, um, I kind of know that language. I know that language they're trying to speak or what they're trying to tell me and how they felt when it happened.
0: Wow. Wow. That's, that's so powerful with regards to that, because, you know, there's so many, um, there's a reason why those people are there, those ghosts, those entities, spirits. And I think. You know, most people don't have that connection. So, with you guys being able to connect on that different level, I I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm just kind of putting it out there. Like, if I, I was a spirit and I was able to have somebody to connect with and speak to, I would probably want to speak to them all the time and not let them leave. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to say what I need to say. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Well, that's the thing when uh, people like Mark and I walk into places like this, what, mm-hmm. what you can't see on TV is that we are like lighthouses to spirits. So we walk into these places and spirit are very drawn to us from the beginning. And some episodes, like you can kind of see when we first walk in the door, it kind of hits us really hard. What's the energy of what's happening in these places. And we're very obvious to spirit. So I have, I've had to build some pretty strong boundaries with spirit. Otherwise they would take over my life because they do want to talk all the time.
0: Yes, yes. And and we've seen that with other interviews that we've done in the past with people that have have definitely had firsthand experiences. It's like it's it's very hard to shut it off. It's like once you have it, mm-hmm. it never goes away.
3: Yeah. I've got the solution yeah, for I that. Was- yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, we all can we
0: say, say it on the radio <laughs> uh,
3: absolutely w- what happens is people ask me are you walking around and, You know, and do you see things all the time what I've done and okay. I did it right from square one is I would meditate, I would get myself into that zone and then I would smell eucalyptus oil which is a very strong smell oh. and yeah. basically every time I would get into the zone I would smell the eucalyptus oil so now my brain is programmed to say, uh, you know, I'll sit down and I'll tell the person, um, I'm not a psychic yet, but as soon as I get into the eucalyptus oil, that's when I start to see and. When so, I take it. I smell it. I do a thing called capture my globe to make sure that I'm uh, seeing clearly. Uh, But the Mm. the I don't walk around in psychic mode. But once I get into the eucalyptus oil, I'm psychic after that for the rest of the day.
0: Hmm. Oh wow!
2: Yeah, I would I would say that's mostly true for me too. I I do like have a process when I'm going to do a reading. I have to have a candle lit. I have to. I actually use frankincense oil, so oh, kind of wow. similar to Mark. And uh, I use white buffalo sage for cleansing. So I have a little process when I set up for reading, and that's the signal to spirit when I light that candle that I'm open and ready to receive. Um, but I have to say that uh, I have been. You know, I've worked very hard to have my own personal life, but I have been owed in the public and spirit just needs to get a message across across, yeah. and it has to happen in that moment. So sometimes my, my best efforts I put forward, but <laughs> sometimes spirit <laughs> finds a way through.
0: Yeah. It kind of finds a way to break that barrier because, you know, they they just see the need, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the next question is for both of you. Have you ever had an experience or a place that you've been that you are you were afraid for your life?
3: Psychically, no. Uh, I've been afraid for the person's life who I'm reading uh, because I okay. would see things. What I see is I see traumas. And traumas can be good. You're going to get married. Traumas, no. Nah, Traumas could be, um, they can you know, they can be good. You're going to win the lottery. That's a very positive, um, um, type of thing that I would see or type of trauma. But so I see the things okay. that are going to affect your life. And, uh, if I see you in a okay. car accident, then, you know, I would be seeing that because that's going to impact your life going forward.
0: Okay. Okay. What about
2: yeah. you, Laura? Was I, there- I guess, um, yeah. I can't think of anything that I've been afraid for my life, but I guess like Mark, I I often have um, been in situations with clients where I've been afraid for them, and right. so that would be more like um, uh, very serious cases of possible possessions or uh, poltergeist activity. So it it doesn't fe- it doesn't affect me that way. But the belief of the person that's experiencing it can often be so strong that you're worried for them.
3: Yeah, as you as you can see, Laura and I we use very much the same, um, you know, very much the same methods and. You know, we, uh, it just so, so, so common. We compare notes and it's all about frequency. It's all about, you know, getting into the, uh, into the mode for reading. And that's why we make such a good team. It's, you know, we understand what each other, uh, what we're all about.
0: That's right. And, and I don't know if you were on the call when I was speaking to Laura about this, but you guys do make a fantastic team. You mm-hmm. definitely work with each other and you work off of each other um, and you understand each other. And I think that's where um, a good bond comes from. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, so- I think we just understanding the work is a big deal. Like the fact that we, each of us understand the work that we're doing, it really makes a big difference. Um, there's no way I'd be able to deal with this with somebody that hadn't been working or experienced in this field because they just would not understand. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have enough understanding or knowledge to even relate to, to yeah. who I am or what I'm doing. So That's we right. do, we do work very well together, and um, we've—I feel like we've really, through the show, been able to help people understand the spirit world better.
0: Oh, for sure, and and like I mean, even from the episodes that I have seen, the the people that you've you go into their homes or their businesses, you see the relief when you're leaving. you know as opposed to when you get there so there is you know there you always seem to provide them with some answers or something to go forward with um and 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 i think that provides so much more than you guys think (laughs) yeah
3: yeah that's one of the reasons that we do the show is to help these people who've got questions
0: that's right that's right because there's not enough people out there that are willing to um help people in that manner so that's amazing now another question for both of you have there ever been a time uh where you were faced with something that was beyond your expertise like you just kind of got into i
3: haven't for the most part, what I, what I like to do is identify what the issue is and then have the remedy for it. And uh, generally speaking, 99% okay. of the time, that's not a problem. I can say, hey, at, at, when you come up to this decision, go that way and you'll be okay. Uh, if there is okay. something that is, say, tragically wrong or is something really bad that's going to happen, unless there is a solution for it, I don't mention it to the person. So, if okay. I see, okay. oh, you're going to have a car accident next week. If there's nothing that can be that I can say to avoid that, I, I generally don't say it, just because you, you know, it's you don't want people to be burdened with all the things that they're concerned with. Um, so, what happens? Like I said, if I see something, there's no resolution to it. They don't even know about it.
2: Hmm.
0: Makes sense. And Sorry, Laura. Go ahead.
2: I think for me, um, it's happened on occasion because when we're when you're working with hauntings, the hauntings could be connected to they could be connected to the the actual living people that are there and very deeply rooted in those people. It doesn't mean they're causing it, but it's like the energy of what's happening gets bigger and bigger because of their belief. And so I have. Um, I have asked other people to come in kind of quietly sometimes if I realize I'm in a situation where this person needs a lot more help than I can offer alone. I think of it like synergy. So I think that okay. sometimes when you bring in like-minded people, that synergy and it just kind of amplifies the energy and it helps it helps to have everybody with the same intention working together to help this family or this person. So it hasn't happened very often, but um, there is a couple occasions that I did ask somebody I trusted to come in with me because that synergy and that support was important. It was important to have that positive energy just kind of blast whatever was there. Uh, And so that I I would have to say that sometimes um, I have pretty powerful guides, I feel like, um, but it, you can't beat having more people to help out. Sometimes it's really important.
0: That's for sure. You know, um, definitely with that, it would amplify that, that, that signal that, that you're trying to get across.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: Now, another question for you, Laura, I like when you said in in the episode, I have to find a balance to what people want, as opposed to what the spirit needs, right um, has there ever been a time you were conflicted over your decision?
2: Um, sometimes I feel I feel for spirit because they've been either unaware or feeling trapped in a physical space not really maybe knowing that they can leave that space and they've been pulled in by the the people that live there or work there or whatever the, the physical people that are present. And the physical people that are present, sometimes they have such a connection to these spirits that they don't want them to go. They don't want to see them leave. Right. Um, And so I find that I find it difficult because I I see the spirit's point of view and I don't really, I I have to always make sure that I'm keeping the person, the physical person's point of view in mind, because I, I do get a little bit upset sometimes, especially if I feel like a spirit's been trapped somewhere for 200 years. And the physical people won't let them go to their yeah. family. Yeah. And um, I usually, honestly, I usually ask spirit what they want. And I pray about it to try to get the right answer. And okay. I do what I feel I need to do to honor spirit. If I didn't honor the spirit world, I wouldn't be able to do this work. So yeah. I do have to try to honor spirit anytime that I can. Um but there is a balance and you don't want to disrespect people and disrespect people, whatever they feel their home or their, their workplace needs. So that's, that's difficult. And I think every case yeah. is different.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a very fine line, you know? Yeah. So you have, you know, people's needs and you have the spirit needs, which essentially who trumps who here. Right. So I think right. that's why I was, why I was saying it just, cause it seems like a very big decision that you have to do at that point to say, you know, I got to, you know, do what's best for everyone involved.
2: Yeah. And I yeah. try to talk to the people too and say, just because this spirit that you've, you've had a bond with is crossing over, it doesn't mean that they can't come back and visit you or that you can't still connect with their energy, but it means that they won't be able to create as much of the physical presence. So maybe you won't right. hear as many noises or you won't see their apparition as much or those kinds of things, because that typically is tied to an earthbound spirit or what right. we would call a ghost. Right. And but that doesn't mean that their energy is gone forever because we never die. We just shift. We kind of shift our form and we yes. shift our energy into a different vibration. Yeah. So I try to explain to people and usually they're OK with it. They usually feel um, as long as they trust that that spirit is going to be looked after and cared for and they trust that they can still connect with them, they're usually okay to let them cross over.
0: Oh, good. Awesome. So another question that I have for both of you, has there ever been a place that you investigated that no matter what's offered, you will not go back there?
2: Yeah, well, (laughs) I don't know if... Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go
3: for it. When we were at the uh, Halifax Club, um, which ah, is okay. uh, a building that rem- that was built before the Great Halifax Explosion, and it was the uh, only okay. building in that area left standing. And its only problem that it had was a cracked window. So underneath, huh. like in the basement, it connects to all the tunnels that are under Halifax. And it's amazing. There's military tunnels. There's there's all kinds of tunnels. Like Halifax has been there for a long time. They're a port city. Um, so... When we went up to the third floor and apparently somebody had, um, had fallen, whether or not they committed suicide or they were pushed, but somebody had fallen from right. the third floor. And as soon as we went on the third floor, uh, I just wanted to get out of there right away. Like I could feel, mm. you know, very, very strong uh, feelings. And I remember as we were recording it, I tried to duck out and get downstairs, but I knew uh, that's up to you. So <laughs> the answer to that question is yeah. yes, watch the Halifax Club. And that's yeah. the spot that I was really uncomfortable with.
0: There you go, guys. You have it from the source. Watch the Halifax Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so on a little bit of a lighter note, and again, for both of you, so far, what has been your favorite episodes?
2: Oh, wow. Okay, so there's been so <laughs> many good ones. It's hard to pick. But, I know, I know, um, right? <laughs> actually, the one, the episode that's coming up next is really cool. Uh, New Ross Castle. That nice. is a really cool episode, especially if you like anything to do with Oak Island or if you're interested in the Lost Treasure or the Knights Templar. That's a really, really neat episode. Um, wow. Yes. I, I really enjoyed it. And I know Mark like Mark, felt the energy there. It was off the charts. Like oh, It felt wow. like we were standing on ley lines that were crossing. <laughs> and we're just like, <laughs> both of us were buzzing the whole time we were there. Wow. Um, so that's
0: that's, that's a really
3: fun one. I really <laughs> enjoyed that one.
0: What about you, Mark? What's your
3: What's your favorite episode? That Is that
0: your well. favorite episode too?
3: That was yeah, yeah that was New Ross uh, Castle. There was it was so interesting.
0: Good. Well, it's always good to find those places, um, good or bad, um, because it just makes it even more better, right? And with you guys saying working on those frequencies, they were definitely working with you guys that day.
2: <laughs> I would say so. I felt yeah. like yeah. we were like it felt like we were transported back in time
3: it did it really did like when when we were there yeah
0: i'm really excited to see that episode now thanks guys yeah Yeah, that's a good
3: one it's online right now at ami uh you can yeah you can see next episode so that's why we know that next week we know what's coming i haven't seen the episode Excellent. like uh the filmed episode uh just because i just noticed it uh before the interview but as soon as we're done i'm off to watch that one oh nice <laughs>
0: <laughs> so getting into kind of my last question that i have for you guys um Kind of a futuristic question, if you will. What should we expect from you both and what's to come on Sightseers? I know that you guys can't give it away, but are are we expecting um, some crazy episodes, some fun, lighthearted episodes? What are we in for?
2: You know, I feel like we, we really, we never know.
0: So yeah, so it, it's just kind of like exactly. you guys kind of go with it as it comes, yeah. So basically what that means yeah. to all of our listeners is you got to keep watching and experiencing the episodes as they come out, because that's what Mark and Laura experience. And <laughs> how do we... We have to get the same feeling, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we never know what we're walking into. And that's right. actually, they, they don't tell us anything until we get there. Wow. So we don't even know. We know approximately where we're going. <laughs> you know, we pull up to these places and we're like, "Oh, we're here." Okay, you know, <laughs> we don't really know anything. And so we have I no would clue. say that you're, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think we're in for a really uh, intense, more intense stories next season. But we always have to have the heartwarming stories and the lighthearted yes. stories too, because it's not all doom and gloom, you know. No, and that I not. I made that pretty clear to the producers when we started. I said I'm like a really happy person, so I can't be all doom and gloom and scary all the time. Although yeah. I know some things are scary, you know. For me, uh, spirits not scary, so I I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hard time acting like I'm scared all the time anyway. <laughs>
3: Um, as I as I was saying, when I uh, when I see like when I when I read, I see trauma, which, like I said, can be good. You're going to get married next week. It uh, could be bad. You're going to get hit by a bus next week. So um, it, I do see the scary stuff. You know, I do see. Um, Right. um I do see the scary stuff but what I like to do is be able to say this is how to appease the spirits this is what it is that they're looking for so it, like i said if okay. i see something and i see how to avoid that that's what the, that's how the reading goes it's sort of like i could see this event happening next week you probably don't want that to happen so you know when you're you, yeah, yeah, I've um yeah, it is in all my years I've learned how to deal with these things and I've learned uh the first question if I see something that's not good is how do how do we avoid that? And that's what you're going to hear in my reading. Okay.
0: But I do love the fact that you you're always looking for a resolution and I think that goes with you as well Laura because you know you you guys kind of go into these places and uh, I think it automatically starts, you know, as you're being bombarded when you walk in, but you can also see the wheels turning for a resolution too, and, and just kind of putting the pieces and the puzzles together. So yeah, you guys seem to really capture everything. And I think that's why this show is so enjoyable uh, mm. because there's so many different facets to the show. It's not just you guys going in and scaring the crap out of each other. You're <laughs> actually discussing it intelligently <laughs> and trying to find a resolution for it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah the the show is like it really evolved into something that works quite I would well have to and agree. I think Mark and I both are, Yeah, we're pretty pleased with it.
0: Good, good. Well, in closing, I do want to say thank you so much for both of you being here on the show. It was a pleasure meeting you and I I would love to follow up with you down the road and and you guys are welcome to come on Paranormal Files Canada. Anytime you would like to come and talk about the show uh, or what have you, or even just to say hi, I'm totally fine with that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds great.
0: Good, good. Thank you for having us. uh, Not a problem at all. So, for our listeners, you can catch Mark Jolly and Laura Warren on Sightseers Thursday, 8 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AMI TV. You can also stream it, uh, new and previous episodes at AMI.ca and also on the AMI TV app. So, what did you think, Bree? It was good some really great information there um some like i mean it was as i'm listening to them speak i know brie you couldn't be there because of certain things popped up so it was just uh amazing listening to how um they process information and 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 how they kind of piece it together and and how you know sometimes they're conflicted with you know releasing a spirit from a that's been there for 200 years and as opposed to somebody wanting it to be there because they're attached um so there's a lot of that combination between you know the the spirit world and real life um which we don't really get to see a lot um when it comes to that because most of the shows are so focused on the spirit aspect of it So we hope you enjoyed that segment with Mark Jolly and Laura Warren from Sightseers from AMI TV. Um, We definitely hope to have them on a future episode to follow up. Um, Maybe when season two drops, we can let you know and maybe have them back on the show to kind of get the inside of what's happening, but that will be all up to AMI TV and and what they choose to do with the show, which I think is fantastic. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So. And that's pretty much it for the episode that we have today for you. Um, you know, as always, we want to hear from you. Um, we want to hear your stories about the paranormal uh, and we want to have them on the show. So, you know, we can incorporate everybody's story, um, whether it be mainstream or not. We still want to hear it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, Bree, I'm going to pass it over to you so you can tell us how you can get in touch with us.
1: All right. So you can reach us on Facebook at Paranormal Files Canada. On Instagram, Canada Paranormal Files. You can reach us on Twitter at PFC Sean underscore Brie.
0: Excellent. So yeah, definitely reach out to us. Um, We would love to feature your story on our show. Um, And we also would love to hear from you, whether it's uh, a like on our Facebook um, or a comment, or you just check out the things that we post on our Facebook page. So again, thank you for joining us. Another great episode, Brie. Thank you very much.
1: Yes, it was a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: And I look forward to doing it next month as well. For our mm-hmm. tenth episode, we're coming up mm-hmm. to our season three premiere. Can you believe it?
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. Where does the
0: time go? I know. Tell me about it. And we're actually coming up to our three thousand download.
1: Ooh, that's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. So, you know, a lot of stuff has happened in our second year you know we're Mm -hmm. picking up on listeners so you know tell your friends about us um you know we're always into the the history aspect of things and we're also into the ghost aspect um within canada so Mm -hmm. as always take care of yourself uh stay safe and as always stay spooky stay spooky